If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. What's up since the sandbox listeners? Week one is in the books. What a great Woo! week it was. Tons of upsets. We're going to cover them all. It was a weird week one. Mm-hmm. I weird. I, I definitely think it was a weird week one. Let's start it off with Thursday. Dallas versus the Bucks. And I think one of the most glaring problems after seeing that game, it was a great game, especially to start the season. But Zeke and his like involvement, I mean, I know we could talk in a fantasy perspective. It just wasn't good. But I wanted to ask, do you guys think that it might be like Mike McCarthy's system? Like he's not used to like playing with like a bell cow back. He had Ryan Grant with the Packers. We know like they've always had, you know, some guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield, but I feel like they never had the capacity of somebody with, with of Zeke to run through the tackles and things like that. And I did hear that there were a lot more called runs that Dak checked out of. So if that's the case, then I mean like I hear that, but I want to know what you guys think about Zeke. I think it was a matchup issue issue on both that sides. Just because the way I see it is if they're down to a high-powered offense, they're going to have to throw. And they trust Dak to throw it 50 times, so they're going to. Yeah. And then on the defensive side, it's it's just like th- that was the best run defense last season, and he didn't have a lot a lot of room to run anyways. I, I do think when they play teams like this, like when they play San Fran, or like you know what I mean, teams like that, like the Big Rams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, teams Browns, that can maybe. yeah, teams that can stop the run the Colts. and then put up points. <laughs> oh man, I please we'll get to them. Uh like that that is when he'll struggle. But I think like versus the Eagles, it'll be tough. I mean it'll be easy for him. The Giants is gonna be tough. Yeah. Washington's gonna be tough. Like they don't have an easy schedule, but Definitely when not. when they play Poorish defenses, he's still gonna produce, but if if they're good at stopping the run, expect Dak to throw at forty five plus. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a few things. I think like Lou said, it was the matchup, right? I mean, going against one of the best, you know, rushing defenses in the league, so that that wasn't an easy matchup for Zeke. And and also, I mean, and maybe I'm crazy here, but this is just a perspective. And you know, Zeke lost a ton of weight, right? And for someone like him, he's so used to just going right up the middle and running through people. And I feel like there was a lot of times in those games where he was stumbling, he couldn't find his footing, he was tripping, he was falling. And I'm not saying that him losing the weight is going to take away from him, but I think he's still kind of getting acclimated with the fact that maybe he can't run through as many people as he used to because of, you know, the transition to his body. But, I mean, I I think Zeke will be fine. It was week one, you know, an early, early game, Thursday night football. You know, usually you wait till Sunday to play, but... It's tough to get up on Thursday nights, and I, th- I think he'll bounce back. I mean, I think it was just a tough matchup. Week one, you know, Dak had a hell of a game, so <clears throat> so when he's throwing that good, it's it's hard to put the ball in Zeke's hands. But, I mean, I'm not really worried about Zeke. I think he'll bounce back and be, you know, the the 15, you know, point week for fantasy Zeke that he All was. Right. We'll, we'll see, Kevin. And we know you're an offensive guy, so that's why I want to come to you with, with this question first. We saw Go- both Godwin and AB have huge days. Gronk had huge days. What happened with Mike Evans and what's going to happen going forward? Again, I mean, I think it's just when you're on a team like Tampa Bay, right? I mean, as much as we want to say Mike Evans is the number one, it's it's pretty much whoever's hot that day, right? You have so many weapons and defenses are going to play different guys different ways. And I'm sure Mike Evans was getting a ton of coverage over the top, double team, stuff like that. I think Mike Evans, you know, he is what he is. He's one of those guys that the way he's covered, he's going to have, you know, one of those off games, and then he'll come back the next week and have 25 points. Yeah, and You know yeah. what I mean? Have have a mediocre game and then come back again. It's just, it's tough. I mean, 
It it really is because there's there's so many weapons there. I mean, what are you gonna tell AB? He, he can't throw him the ball because you got to throw Mike Evans. No, the ball. no, like, yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. Like, obviously, I you know, just looking at that offense, I'm assuming just you know off their history that Brady probably feels the most comfortable throwing a Gronk, and I would probably think that AB would be second because of their time in the Patriots. They got so close. So what do you think about that, though? you know. Yeah, again, I think it's a matchup thing. I just think Evans is going to be looked at as the one. So when he gets the coverage like a one, it's going to be yeah, tough, and they're yeah. going to exploit everything else. I, I, It is tough to say he's the true one just because they have so many guys and they do spread it out. But I think in the red zone, he's still the guy. And yeah. the middle other, of the field's different. The other thing is, too, is I feel like you know a lot of teams, even when their number ones are getting covered, like I'm thinking even like the Bills, right? They kept feeding digs. They kept feeding digs. Tom Brady's just such a smart quarterback that if you double team his number one target, he's just going to find the other guys. You know what I mean? He doesn't need his number one target to beat you. He's going to find whoever's open, whoever, you know, has the worst matchup and things like that. So, again, I, I think, you know, Mike Evans will be fine. But when you have Tom Brady quarterback and you got to expect that, you know, the, the ball is going to be sprayed around. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how things work out for both Dallas and Tampa. Um, but you know, that's, that's obviously a good start to week one. Both teams look good and it could have went either way or literally down to, you know, the last drive of the game. Um, but two teams that didn't look so good in week one, the Titans and the Jags. I mean, I, I honestly feel like they both kind of looked like shit. I mean, I had high expectations for the Titans. I thought that they were going to steamroll the Cardinals on the road. So that's something I definitely have to own up to. And we thought Houston kept, I mean, you thought you had Houston winless, so Two years in a row, week one yeah. spoils the winless right. season. <laughs> but no, that that definitely um kind of took me back a little bit, but interested to hear what you guys have. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, it's kind of what I expected from the Titans in some way. Like when you think about it, their worst two qualities is protecting the quarterback and then their secondary. I mean, the secondary looked horrendous, oh, awful, just disgraceful. And then the pass rush was oblivious. You know what I mean? Even Taylor Luan was just like, he was getting obliterated. Mm. So, I don't know. I think the offense will be better. I mean, they can't use their best weapon when they're down 20. So, I think we'll see a comeback from Derrick Henry and the Titans. But the Cardinals look great. I, I think that's a statement win week one. Oof. Yeah, I think. I mean, this game went a lot different than I thought. I thought it was going to be a close game. Didn't really show who was going to come out on top. But I definitely thought it was going to be a close game. So, Arizona coming mm. out and, 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 you know, playing the way they play and, and beating the Titans the way they beat them was was very impressive. And, and one of my headlines I actually have here says Kyler might be the real deal. Because I know Ooh. I've been very hard on Kyler, and I know it's only week one, so I'm not going to gas him up too much. But going into that game, I mean, again, I expected it to be close. And for Kyler to come out and play the way he played really impressed me because we can sit here and talk about the Titans, but they're still a good football team. You know what yeah. I mean? They're above yeah, average. Sure. They're still a top five or six team in the AFC. So Would you say still division favorite? Lou? No. no, no, but 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 again, still a good team. So no. for, for Kyler to come and play like that, and 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 the Cardinals to just blow the doors off them was surprising to me. So so hat off to the Cardinals. I hope the Titans don't plan on playing like this all year, and I hope Dehan doesn't play like. I mean, I don't have Dehan, so I don't care. But just <laughs> in general, me. I don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. Not nah, for sure. And both of the teams could bounce back, but I have to say, the one that that really I think made a statement more for me was Jacksonville. Like, I really, I, I don't want to say, like, I thought that we were going to see, like, a change from Jacksonville, but I still feel like they're a mess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many times are, like, you going to renew the whole thing and it still be, like, like all over the place, you know? So, that was definitely a takeaway from the week. But um, two two teams that are 
considered top contenders from last year. The Packers and the Bills. What happened week one to both of these teams? I mean, I definitely didn't think the Saints were going to have, you know, the power, talent, anything, the roster to, to compete with the Packers. And boy, was I wrong there. And, you know, I thought we were going to see a more competitive game from the Bills. And I thought we were going to see a better game from Josh Allen, I must say. So, you guys think that those are just things that took place because of week one? You think these are just things that these teams might have to deal with throughout the season? I'll take this one loose and sound the Bills fan. Oh. Um, no, that was tough loss. I mean, it is what it is. You know, the matchup wasn't great, but, you know, for Josh Allen, all these reports about him, you know, possibly winning the MVP. Obviously, you guys know how I feel about Buffalo and Josh Allen and their offense, but... I mean, if you want to talk about, if you want to be talked about as, you know, an MVP type quarterback, if you want to be talked about as, you know, a team that could be a favorite to win the Super Bowl, gotta go out and beat teams like Pittsburgh. It is what it is, and home, yeah. And there's no, there's really no excuses. I mean, the matchup was tough, but again, this is a team that people are expecting a lot of, you know, especially myself. But just in the football world, a team that people are, are really talking about could be, you know, right up there in the AFC Championship. So, week one. At home, all the hype going on, got to get the job done. Even if they won by a field goal, got to get the job done by any means necessary. Yeah, I'm definitely a little more worried about the Packers just because I think their defense isn't nearly as good as the Bills. I think we kind of saw that. Like I, Josh Allen worries me a little bit, and so does their running game, but I think they beat the Jets twice. I mean, I think Miami's a, a good matchup for them, and I just don't see as many guaranteed wins for the Packers. I know they have Detroit, but the Bears and the Vikings could pose a, a decent enough threat. So I, I think it is a lot of week one yips or whatever you want to call it. But I, I think they'll be back. But I I don't know about the Packers O-line without Bakhtiari. Do you guys, it's tough. Do you guys think that, and, and I'm not going to put it all on him, but do you think, you know, with the way the Green Bay game panned out, that it's, you know, partially just because they got beat, but partially because Aaron Rodgers just doesn't really give a shit either? Or? No. Um... I, I don't think it's... Not that, that I... And I'm not saying that he doesn't give it... Like, I'm saying that, like, if they're getting blown out, like, he's going to be checked out. You know what I mean? He's not the Aaron Rodgers of old that's going to go out and will you, you know, a, a comeback just because I feel like he's he's kind of being petty a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, all the right all the right to him to be. I'm just saying. Aaron Rodgers definitely strikes me as, as a little bit of an arrogant person. And I'm not saying that in, like, a negative way because, like, he is a, a top three talent to ever probably play the quarterback position. Um, I don't know where I have him as far as, you know, standing all time in this and that. So if you're asking do I think, you know, he could have put his best play aside in week one and just kind of show, like, what this team could be without him playing his best football, it's possible. But I'm not going to say that that's what's happened because – I don't think he wants to go out and realistically lose to the Saints, especially to like a non-quarterback by like Drew Brees Saints team. Yeah, but it it wouldn't strike me in like another way. But I definitely think you know the Packers of old are going to be back. Like let's just break this down in their division. Did anyone in their division even win Week One? No, no, no one from their division won Week One, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, true. And even going, even going to. You know, the, the AFC North, like, obviously a, a, a team like, like the Steelers got, like, a surprise win. That's huge. The Ravens obviously lost the game. Everyone thought that they were going to win. So I feel like these games early on, even though, like I said, week one's the biggest fraud across the book, 
it all comes down to a game or two, especially like in these divisions. So that's where it gets so tough. And that actually leads me right in to, you know, my next game, which was honestly one of the better games of the week. Not that high of scoring, but the Chargers game and the Washington football team game, that was a good game from two teams that I feel like could realistically be wild card bound. And I know it's difficult with, you know, the Fitzpatrick injury and like who's going to throw the ball for, for Washington, but I think that they'll be in talks and... I feel like that could be a team that could give it all up for Deshaun, too, like knowing that maybe that happened to Fitzpatrick. And he's just like a temporary option. He's a temporary thing. And if they could ever find, you know, a long-term option, and maybe like a Jimmy G with Kyle Shanahan having, you know, some some relationship with Washington in the past, maybe that could be something. But something I definitely wanted to say from this game was Herbert was on fire. The ball was going everywhere. I think he completed over three passes to like six or seven different guys. So you definitely love to see that against an elite defense. Yeah, it's kind of exactly what I expected. I mean, two good football teams like, playing better than they did last season. And honestly, I, I think Taylor Heineke, isn't even a downgrade from Fitzpatrick just because, True, like, yeah. you don't know what he can do. Yeah. And if and I, I firmly believe his sailing is at least Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? A, a, a good backup QB. I think that's the minimum of what he is. So I think that works out. And then the only thing for the Chargers was the drops. The drops. The O-line looked great, though. There was only one sack, I believe, on their end let up. But, you know, I, I just need less drops. I think they had like four or five that were just not good. Encouraging that Eckler did play after hearing about that hamstring setback. Definitely, and he looked good too. Yeah, absolutely. But let's talk about, you know, the Panthers. They were up-handedly early in the game, but the Jets did make a little bit of a comeback. So I want to know, can the Panthers be legit? We saw that they won that game. We saw the Saints won a game. The Bucks clearly won. The Falcons look like they're going to be in the bottom of that division again. Do we think that the Panthers can be legit? I think they can. No, you can think. Oh uh, yeah, I, think about this I, for a I yeah, it's tough because they play the Jets. It's tough. I think Donald looked good though. He looked confident. I mean, their offense looks solid, man. They do have to put up more points uh, sure. versus a team like the Jets, but I think they look good. The defense was menacing. I mean, they're gonna have to get better playing better offenses, but they were menacing. And Zach Wilson didn't look terrible. That no. was my takeaway. And the in the Jets defense was okay. They keep losing guys left and right, but I think I think the Panthers defense could be a, a unit that gets better playing together. Because like definitely seeing seeing JC Horn, you know, coming in as a rookie with with a lot of the other young guys. I definitely feel like that's encouraging. And I was I was watching something the other day. You know, they were talking about the Panthers' defense at the end of last year before we, the Week 1 games had started. And I guess, you know, they finished out the year pretty strong on the top half of rankings and, and things like that. So that's why I think that really could be an emerging unit. I don't know how I necessarily feel about, about the coaching. And the offense, I definitely need that to, to quick more with all the talent that they have going around. But I definitely want to see see more from Sam Donald, especially where he was drafted and things like that. But in the same division, do you guys think that this will be the consistent Saints team that we'll see? Why yes? It, it, it's going to be tough to say. I mean, it, it's really a big question mark with, with me with Jameis right now. I mean, he played great week one, but who's to say he's not going to go back to the Jameis of old and throw two, three picks a week, right? And, and I hope he doesn't for his own sake and for the Saints' sake, but... I mean, really, besides Tampa Bay, I feel like that division's wide open right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like with the right luck, like, the Panthers could realistically finish second in that division. Like, you know what I mean? Falcons will probably finish last because they're the Falcons. Falcons being Falcons. That'll break your bold prediction. It will. It will break my bold prediction. (laughs) But 
I mean, it is what it is. You know, I think the Panthers sailing is, you know, it is what it is. It's possibly becoming the second, but still missing the wild card. You know what I mean? I think they'll flirt with eight, nine wins. At but that best. would be a positive thing for them. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, as far as this season, like, you know, I don't, I don't think they're anything special, but I think what they have going there, I think with, you know, Donald and his relationship with Robbie Anderson, obviously McCaffrey's, you know, probably the best running back in the game. So I like what they're doing over there and I like the direction they're heading in. But if we're talking about just this season alone, I mean, I really don't see their sailing being more than, than what they are already, you know? Yeah. I mean, I hear that, but on the same side of it, uh, I think they'll still, they'll be a good competitive team, but do I think they'll be blowing out teams that we expect to be one seeds? No, No, not at all. I, I just think it, as the season goes on, like there's no way, Jameis doesn't have at least three games with two picks. Yeah. I refuse to believe sitting behind Drew Brees for two seasons has changed him. That much. Yeah, I don't believe it. I think it'll be he good. He was impressed, impressive, though. No, he was. He definitely was, and they can let it out. I mean, this is what the Saints have been missing. Like, if they yeah. could do this in the playoffs, like, maybe they would have went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Drew was throwing wet noodles to, to everybody, and yeah, it just yeah. wasn't happening. <laughs> this only proves my claim. Right? A little more. <laughs> But the, this definitely means that with, with the loss to the Patriots and the Bills, you know that this is going to be another division that that's you know shaping up to be a little bit tough. Miami, I wasn't expecting to come out with the win, but we saw how the fumble ended um, that game for the New England Patriots. Mac Jones, another impressive debut, I must say. So, Kev, how do you feel about your two teams in the AFC East at this moment? Uh, I mean, it ain't good right now. But <laughs> I mean, with you know. At the same time, for the Bills' sake, they do play Miami this week, so a win there would be huge, and, and the Pats play the Jets, so a win there would be huge, you know. But back on the, back I, on your win I, uh, yeah, I still think you know Buffalo and New England on top of the top of the division. You know what I mean? I mean, Pat should have won the game. Bills probably won't play that bad the rest of the season, so not too worried. Week one, definitely think the Bills have the tougher matchup, so I'm giving them a little bit more leniency. Yeah. But again, I mean. If you're gonna if you're gonna sit here and tell me that they're not gonna finish one and two in the division, then I'm just not gonna listen to you. Lou, do you think that with Miami getting you know this win early in the season, kind of an important win, especially being on the road? Because I feel like the Pats have a hard time in Miami. Mm-hmm. You think that was a big win for them? Yeah, I just don't think it was. I, I wasn't really impressed by it. I mean, like they're a turnover away. I mean, like put it this way: you played a, a Pats defense that doesn't have Stephon Gilmore. Uh, the run defense wasn't good. Really, at all through the whole day, like Miles Gaskin, when he had the football, pretty much did whatever he wanted. Yeah, and the rookie quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And, and Tua moved, but like Tua throwing the ball, like wasn't great. Like he had one big throw. I mean, like if you can't put up more than seventeen on that Pats team yeah. at the moment with all your weapons, and the Pats don't even have Hunter Henry yet, and they don't have Stephon Gilmore, and it's Week One with yeah. the, a kid who's never started an NFL game before. And honestly, it looked up for the Pats for me. Miami, it's just kind of what we expected, but yeah, yeah. I, I think they should have definitely won by by more than a touchdown if, if I was going to be impressed. Yeah, probably. I feel like they just did it. The, my, the Dolphins just did enough to not lose the game. You know what I mean? Pretty mm-hmm. pretty much, especially the way it came down to at the end. Um, but the last two games I quickly wanted to talk about, um, this Cleveland and Kansas City game, I, I feel like that game kind of went a, a little bit how you thought, Kev, you know, Cleveland was definitely in it for a little bit, had a little bit of the lead. But we saw, you know, in the end, the Chiefs offense still ended up being, you know, the the secret to success there. Lou, do you think a team like Cleveland, if, you know, they ever saw Kansas City in, you know, first round of the playoffs, could pull an upset? Or you think, you know, if Kansas City ever saw this team twice, they wouldn't stand a chance? 
I don't know what wouldn't stand a chance. I just would take Kansas City. I mean, even with that big lead, I just still feel like in the Browns' great running attack that they have, they're still not afraid of them throwing the football. They don't really have the weapons, I feel like, on the outside to to scare the Chiefs, really, and, and stay in that shootout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like Jarvis, but who, who's the other guy? Schwartz? For now, yeah. Yeah, yeah Odell gets on that's it too, you know what I mean? And they haven't played well with Odell on the field. So if that's your option when he's off the field, like I, I don't trust it. And then, I mean, the defense just has to be better than that. I, yeah. We hear about this pass rush and where was Clowney yesterday? That yeah. was bum. That right. dude just scrubbed. <laughs> oh, man. I'm kind of on the flip side. I think I think Cleveland showed a lot of upside. I think they showed that they can play with, you know, arguably the best team in the NFL. And, I mean, this is this is what if if you heard the podcast last week, I was preaching this. I preached a Dallas win and I preached a Browns win. They almost, they both almost got them, but I think the I think the Browns' only problem is they're like the flip side of the of the Bills, right? Like the Bills are all throw, all throw, all throw, and like Lou said, the Browns are all run, all run, all run. And I get when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, it's easy to do that. But like Lou said, I mean, if Jarvis is getting double covered or he's not having a good game, like who else really is there? Like Austin Hooper, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. no one that's really gonna. And and realistically, like Baker doesn't throw that pick at the last drive. Like who knows how that drive would have finished? You know what True. I mean? So a lot of what ifs in that game. You know, few few costly turnovers. But I mean, I thought the Browns looked really good, and just goes to show that you guys should listen to me when I tell you to take uh, <laughs> the Browns against the Chiefs spread you can see though once the script stops for baker like once the first 12 plays that is scripted are it's done, a different it's baker. a way different dude and yeah. like i feel like the other big thing too is like kansas city made so many adjustments at halftime and cleveland didn't make any like you know what i mean like well, not, i think they outscored them like 28 to something like like seven or something in the second half yeah. like it was crazy so Last game I want I wanted to talk about with you guys, obviously going back to the New York Giants with, with Denver and New York. And Lou, you can bring up anything you wanted to mention here with the Colts, uh, obviously, if you wanted to. But I was I was more impressed with, with Teddy Bridgewater than anything else. I, I honestly have to say he threw a couple deep balls. KJ Hamler dropped a bomb that should have really knocked the Giants out of the game early. The Giants' offensive line is is still a problem. Nate Solder is is an exploiting issue and he needs to go it's just like the same routine with get him up you know what i mean i literally was showing picture of kev of nate solder blocking like a, a wide receiver on the giants for, for a play so that can't happen saquon still can't find any holes so he's never going to be able to be himself until that can happen i think we have good guards um we're, we're stuck with andrew thomas at left tackle whether he plays better or not we'll see that but I mean, Daniel Jones' stat line was okay. I mean, still another costly turnover driving down the field in the red zone with the fumble. But I think, I think that things things can still look positive for the Giants. I think it's a, a good thing that the Washington football team doesn't have Fitzpatrick. I'm hoping you know we can get a nice big win on Thursday, so we can just kind of get rid of you know the losing New York football Giants. Yeah, I hear that, and it's funny, Steve. With the Colts and the Giants, I don't know if you know this. I, f- I forget what how long the stat they were, uh, how long they were polling the stat. But the Giants, the Raiders, and the Colts have the least amount of home opener wins in the league yeah. right now. They all have five. Raiders have six now. So the the Crazy. Colts the Colts don't play well on opening day. Obviously, the Giants don't either. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about either. I mean, with the Colts, it's just like Wentz didn't throw a pick. He threw three touchdowns. One was in garbage time, so yeah. it's all right. I mean, the O-line was solid. 
just getting the weapons and getting the ball to them. I mean, the defense looked good, but I mean, I, they, they covered two of the most explosive receivers in the league. I mean, Absolutely. week one, they got the top blown off them so many times. It's it, it's got to be better. I mean, we saw it happen to them versus uh, the Packers in the first half of a game, and then that was rough. Like, Devontae did whatever he wanted, and so did Aaron Jones, and then you get a clamp down second half. But Wentz looked solid. He didn't move as well as I would have liked yeah. on the foot. Like, he, he looks slow. He's still he's still banged up. He's definitely not playing 100. No, no, I don't think there's a chance. But I, I, he looked good. Yeah. The, the first p- touchdown pass in the red zone was crisp. It was hard. It was there. I'm interested to know if this if this foot injury was something he dealt with or similar to what he dealt with like on Philly. And I know like there was a point in time where it was his knee in Philly, but he also had a foot injury that was kind of lingering a little bit. So I wonder if that yeah. could have possibly been it. But before anything else, Lou, I'm sure you were happy to see on Sunday Naheem Hines with a nice little extension there. Yeah, we'll take it. You get rid of Marlon Mack after the season, you yeah. have you have three backs in there already. Legit. So there's no need. No need to overpay back up running back. All right, guys, that's going to wrap things up. Week one was awesome. It's fun to be back in the NFL season. But those were our impressions. Let us know what some of your impressions were, if you had different impressions than ours. And make sure you're tuning in to our next episode where we give you guys the week two fantasy rankings. Make sure you listen to me and Lou's list. I don't do Thursdays. Kev don't do kickers if you want to win this week. See you later. Kev, give us a booyah. Booyah. It's been a while. Been a while. (laughs)